Thanks so much for joining us. I had to continue the conversation with Lee Harris. There's so much more to share with you. We talk about the division in the world and what his guides have to say about that. We're also going to be getting into how self-care is really warrior training and the electrical period that we're all entering into. So we're keeping the conversation going on the language of love with Lee Harris. All right, so let's talk. Well, I'm sure the Z's in conversation will come back and forth into this, but I do want to ask you about the division in the world right now. And I was just writing about this yesterday in a post. I was saying, you know, because I sort of feel like I'm straddling. I can see, I think, here's what I think happened. I think for me, the worst possible thing happened for me. And then it's like fear is no longer in me in the same way. Like there's not what else, you know, there's nothing else worse than what's happened. So I'm not afraid anymore. And fear was always in the mix before. And so when, whether I wanted it to be or not, and when I look at the world now, I see this, you know, we all see this huge division of everyone being so clear they're right. And I guess the reason that I feel like I see it so clearly being out of the fear is that I see so clearly the fear that is driving the division. Like both sides are so full of fear based on their own stories that they're believing and that their communities are reinforcing. But it feels like it's escalating so intensely right now. The discord, the chaos, the anger, the fear. So what are like the basic steps we should take to make sure that like we get on the train of love, you know, like we're, we're holding steady and don't get sucked into the division. Well, you know, no one will win who is playing a right or wrong game. No one will win on, yeah. on either side of the debate because you, you can't win by trying to keep yourself so safe through making everyone else wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not only a lonely place, it's actually a disconnected place. And so if we zoom out a little bit, if you've got a group of people who are saying one thing and another group of people who are saying another thing, then you have two truths going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. And for you to want to kill off the other group or silence the other group, they would say you're really stuck. You're really stuck in the old paradigm way of being, which is to see everything as black and white, this or that. And and that is not at all how the universe works, but it is how we've been trained and in some ways herded Mm -hmm. as people. We've Mm -hmm. been kind of organized in ways that makes it hard for people to access more of their heart, more of their spirit. And that's what we're in the breakdown of right now. The division energy is very distressing for anybody in their heart or who is sensitive, because regardless of the argument, you just think, oh, this isn't good. Mm -mm. People are terrified. People want to attack others because they think that's going to keep them safe. So it's, it's very animalistic. Yeah. And it's very effective because you, you know, I've had conversations with people who are really scared about things They actually don't need to be scared about if they really look at all sides of the picture, but they're not looking at all sides of the picture. They're clinging on to the side of the picture that they've been shown. And I also have to watch that in myself. I have to kind of stay open to all the the sides and go, okay, well, there's a lot of very interesting things flying around right now. And it's only ever fear that makes us want to stamp out someone else or hold tight to ourselves. Cancel someone. Cancel too. The Z said back in 2016, 
I was on stage in London and there was a message that I closed the event with from them. And I sat down and I closed my eyes. They said 2017 to 2024 are going to be very tumultuous years on earth. And they said, you're going to see people highly emotional, highly reactive, disoriented and confused, partly because of world events, Mm -hmm. partly because the consciousness is going to be attempting to rise on the planet. And as it does, it's going to drag all of the lower stuff with it (laughs) and bring it up more. But they did say the sensitive among you will find it distressing to watch people around you going through that or your own impacts because of what's going on. And that will be hard. But they also said, but the truth is, more of you are going to become alive, aware, and on point during this time than you ever have in your life. So it's going to be a very strange time where they said in some ways, it's going to be a golden time for lightworkers and people who are purpose-driven about bringing change to this planet. My, so worst of times and the best of times, right? Yeah. But to kind of go back to your question, my way of approaching this whole thing is to, for myself, because I can only influence myself really, mm-hmm. is am I in my heart or not? Yeah. So if I get triggered by someone or something and I lose my heart and I go into my head and I, you know, and I, I had my moments like everyone else we does where you think, what the hell is going on? Yes. Even though I understood at another level, this time was always foreseen and foretold, still living through it on a human level is very different. I remember that that was my check. It was like, are you in your heart and are you talking to someone who's in their heart? Mm. And if they're not, and you're aware enough to notice that they're angry, they're righteous, they want to fight, they want to defend, then you either need to get yourself out of that conversation (laughs) as quickly as possible. possible. (laughs) Or if you can't, or if there's someone who's very important in your life, you need to also lovingly, but clearly state your position and your truth. Yeah. Not to convince them, but to simply say, I see it differently. And I'm happy to talk to you more about that if you want to listen. But I understand if you don't, but I I see it differently. So I'm not going to be able to continue talking about it the way you see it because for me, there's a bit more to it than that. But I yeah. fully respect where you're, what you're looking at right now, because that's life. We're all in our moment, right? So that's kind of been my way of navigating the whole thing. And the thing that Z's have said, which I think is important, is some of us learned to silence ourselves a long time ago because our truth wasn't convenient. Right. They said there is a way to speak your loving truth during this period of time that can actually be a very positive influence for others not hoisting your opinion on other people, but sharing They're what you're experiencing. In, and and I've, I've had that personally. I've, I've seen friends do it yeah. where someone who's really like, oh my God, this is happening. And, da, 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 and you, you just kind of explain something else and they're like, oh, oh, I didn't know that piece of information yeah. or I hadn't seen it that way. So I think it's navigating this time, knowing that everyone's nervous system is like yeah. potentially through the roof. giving people a bit more slack around that if you can, but also holding your boundary and knowing, okay, this isn't going to be good for me and I haven't got enough energy today. So I'm just going to gently get myself out of this. Yeah. And either is good getting yourself out of it or gently and lovingly just saying you see it differently. You don't have to make yourself right by any means. And I know you also talk a lot and I think it's relevant to kind of fortifying ourselves through this crazy time you talk about self-care and I and you're always saying it's not a luxury, which is what most people think about when they think about self-care. Will you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, self-care can sometimes 
be like a, a Hallmark card and a bath mm. bomb and you know it kind mm-hmm. of it, and there's nothing wrong with any of those no. things but but it, but self-care if you think about it is really is warrior training if a warrior stays on a battlefield 24 7 for seven days they are not going to be able Mm-mm. to keep fighting for the next six months they're going to deplete they're going to burn out they're going to need help so the self-care at the moment will look different for different people. So for someone, it might be Metallica uh, <laughs> at 20 decibels to, for 10 minutes, and they just dance around the house. And any angst that's showing up in you can kind of leave your body that way, particularly if you're someone who's more fiery or wired more towards anger, because we're all wired a bit differently mm-hmm. with where our stress emotions show up. Or if you're somebody who is very sensitive to the world, you know, it's not going to help you to read things like the news stream all no. day, <laughs> be around. So it's it's a couple things like the Z's just recently said in I have a members community and they just said this last week, sit down for 10 minutes a day and do nothing. Mm-hmm. And they said, don't even try and meditate or anything. Just sit for 10 minutes and let everything you're feeling and experiencing just move through you. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you cry. It's okay if you laugh. It's okay if you sit there going, oh my God, I'm like thinking a million things. That 10 minutes of presence just with yourself will show you where you're at right now because everything is very fast. So when not not many of us are tracking where we are as well as we used to, you know, we we used to know how we felt in 2016. And now it's like everything's faster. Yeah. So they said, just let, let everything move through you because they said, if you give yourself that space and time, you will start to have more awareness every single day of when you're too stressed. Like for me now, I get warnings when I'm about to go over my stress limit or and what then would what do you do? Burnout for me. Um, I stop. I cancel things. <laughs> I go, oh, I don't need to do. Like yeah. literally last week I had to do that because there were too many things had been going on for too long. And I knew that last week was going to be a really big one for me. So literally I on Monday, I was like, oh, I haven't got the energy to get through yeah. all of this and keep myself intact to serve my work, my life. So yes. I, I moved some things. It was like, yeah. no, don't. that's not essential. That's not essential. I need space. That's not as, so I moved the essential things out. Well, I love that. And I think, you know, I've talked a lot about, especially going through these intense period of grief and being so committed to not bypassing and going to la la land of making meaning out of it, but really feeling it and allowing my body to process it because I knew that with this kind of trauma, I needed to do that. And I didn't even think about it the way that you're describing of like taking my temperature. I think of it as like releasing the pressure valve every day because I'll just close my eyes, ground, do a body scan and immediately find the top tight, heavy, congested space and then just sit with it for a minute. And then I'll start dancing or crying or whatever, you know, energetically wants to move. And then I'll kind of just imagine healing streams of grace, kind of filling it all up. And then that's my little 10 minutes. So on some level, I've been doing that. I love that. Yeah. But but the other thing just to throw in is what, and this is what they've been talking about. The emotional air on the planet is thick and it's thicker than we used to. So just bear that in mind. You know, you might have had all these practices that were working for you two years ago and you're thinking, well, I already have my practices. Well, you know, the energy has changed. And so just slightly amplifying it, you know, whatever those things are. And I love what what you just shared because 
I remember back in like 2005, I was kind of beating myself up because I wasn't a meditator. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, well, I should be a meditator. And they, the Z's said, it's far more effective for you to meditate five minutes per day every day than it is to do it once a week for an hour. Yeah. And they said, it's just all about the regularity and the regularity is what entrains you. And so for me, it was those short, regular moments, of whatever it was that brought me a meditation effect. So for me, it can be sitting in water or mm -hmm. even taking a shower. Okay, I've got four minutes, but I feel like I need to change my energy. Okay, I'm going to go and have a two minute shower. And then I do feel different, but it's it's recognizing that we are an energy being. and Yes, and a physical being. Into, yeah, totally. And what we put into our body too, you know, you might need to up the way that you're feeding your body and what mm. you're giving your body. And we're all going to go through waves, but what they have been trying to get across is these times are not for the faint of heart and <laughs> you need to support yourself in order to stay strong and connected during these times. All right. I love that. And if you want, you know, just so you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but every the beginning of every month or maybe toward the end of every month, Lee does an energy update on his yes. YouTube channel. Usually on the first day of every month. On the first day. So that's at Lee Harris on YouTube, right? Is yeah, Lee Harris Energy. Lee so Harris. if you go to my website, leeharrisenergy.com, the YouTube channel's there too, or you can just go to Lee Harris Energy on YouTube. And it's great. I watch it every month. And I know that we're almost out of October, or we are out of October, but you said for October that there were going to be a lot of breakthroughs starting to happen after a long period of lessons, struggles, healing. I mean, it doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet, but that there's a lot of ahas and breakthroughs happening. And I'm just curious now at the in the beginning of November where we are in relation to that and what you can tickle us with for what I mean, we'll watch the energy update for the full picture. But what what are we facing here for November? Well, it's interesting. I'll be recording the November one tomorrow. And I know this show goes out probably a little later in November. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that that we are about to head through between November, December and January is a very electrical period. And electrical periods, from my understanding, whenever they talk about those, things happen fast, things can have a certain voltage to them for good or for bad, like, you know, they can have a, a voltage that kind of shocks you mm -hmm. or a voltage that amplifies you and, and gets your energy moving in a certain direction. So I know that November, December, January, there's like a three month arc around this period of electrical energy, which will make the very in tune among you feel more in tune than you ever have been, but you might have to work on staying in your body while mm -hmm. that's going on. And for those of you who perhaps don't feel like you're very in tune, be prepared for some things to knock you awake in the next few months so that you become more in tune. I mean, Laura, you know that firsthand from what mm -hmm. you went through earlier this year, but often it does take interruptions or shocks to our lives or our patterns to wake us out of the habits that we're in and get us to the next level. And I do feel like whatever that's going to look like at a planetary level between now and 2024, I know there are going to be a series of, I'll say, shock moments that we mm -hmm. will go through as a collective that will look a little different to what we've been going through the last two years. And also the continual understanding of some of the mistruths that we have been subjected to in the last mm -hmm. two years, the continuing unraveling of that, like that's going to 
definitely continue to show up in the world. I mean, it's already showing up. We're yeah. seeing things all the time. But there's there's a bit more momentum behind that now. There's a snowball effect, which my sense that they've told me over the last few months, February next year is a bit of a culmination moment around that. So on the one hand, there can be relief that comes with that on a collective level. And on the other hand, there can be shock, horror and grief. So it's a melting pot as it always is. Oh, and of course, times. <laughs> yeah, when, I, when I tune in, I try and we normally cover like eight themes a month yeah. because not everyone's going to find themselves in that theme. But because it's a fairly large group, I try and do a, as broad as I can while still being specific. Yeah, I really love your energy updates. And the one last thing I want to ask you about just, I mean, for all of us, but selfishly, I'm just so fascinated because I'm starting, like I said, to touch into it a little bit. You talk about how all of us are, chan- well, you know, you, you happen to, because of your divine timing and purpose in life and process, you know, you started in your 20s, but it doesn't matter what age you are. As your guides have said to you, we've been around here the whole time. You know, I often will say, and I've heard from many of my teachers and healers, you know, there's this like thousands of love-filled, helpful entities just waiting to assist. It's like their greatest pleasure to assist, but they, because we're sentient beings, they will not assist unless we ask. So true. And so to make that connection, I'm really curious what you would say that looks like in action, the asking, the cultivating, the opening to that guidance. What would you recommend to someone wanting to dive into that? So I'm a huge fan of the creative process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm the kind of person who loves watching the documentary about how they made the movie or how they made the album. I mean, I'll enjoy the movie and the album too, but I'm really curious about the process behind the scenes that puts something into the world. And I always say that channeling, because one of the things I'm always asked whenever people say, well, I think I channel, but they go, how do I know I'm not making it up? And I go, well, you are. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, they're like horrified. And I'm like, well, think about it. You know, the channel did, did the channel just take over your body and with no will from you, just inflict this message upon you in the world. And they're like, no. And I'm like, were you looking to have a relationship and a conversation? Yes. So you are part of the creation, yeah. but like all creators, you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to reject yourself. You're going to go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. You know, that that's kind of the conditioned mind that we have to learn to dance with as we're birthing something new. So I think for me, my big issue as a channeler back in the beginning, mm-hmm. I hadn't earned it. Like in my head, I should have been vegan, meditating. <laughs> I'm not even I don't sitting know, on a mountaintop like, totally. somewhere. I'm like, I was yeah. on the tube. How the hell did that happen? You know, I should have been more pure, more healed. All of the all of the mores that I thought I needed to be was just a lie, and it was a lie that I had allowed myself to believe. And so my message is, God, if it can happen to me, who <laughs> also wasn't looking for it to happen, I know yeah. people who are desperate to talk to their guides. Yeah. I was like, I'm fine to go to the tarot reader. She can tell me. Yeah. I love going to healing workshops, but I, I don't know about that. I'm I'm not, it wasn't like a thing for me, but it happened. And so I always invite, and I do this right now with you and your listeners and viewers, take a pen, paper, or if you prefer to type on the computer, pull up a blank sheet right now and write at the top of the sheet, what does my soul want to tell I'm me? Doing that. 
right now. We're doing what? it right now. Yeah, very okay. good. Very good, Laura. You're you're our you're our leader example here. What does my what does writing... my soul want to tell me? Okay. Question mark. And then Laura, that will also give listeners and viewers time. Why don't you because you're there, I'll also do it. I'll do it here on the computer screen. So let's all just take a moment to write. And what do we do? Do we do anything before we write? Do we nope. open anything just, or say alakazam or nothing? No. And here's okay. the thing. If you're like, well, I can't just channel. I can't speak to my guides. Fine. Make it up. Okay. Just start writing what you think your soul wants to tell you today and then start writing. Okay. All right. Sasa's telling me what to write. Oh, this is really beautiful. I don't want to go too long because you'll just have to sit here and listen to me write. But I literally could keep writing. And I want to thank you before I read what I wrote for a couple of reasons. First of all, because I'm very resistant these days. I mean, I'm a, I'm a writer. I've written nine books. But since Sammy died, I've been extremely resistant to writing. In fact, when I have to write something, I literally speak it into my phone and let it type. And I, you know, there's something going on there. But I and I keep getting this thing like if you know, if I want to connect with him, if I want to connect more deeply to my guides, automatic writing, which is basically what we just did. Right. And so this is the first time I've actually been willing to do it sitting here with you because you said to do it. So here's what I wrote without thinking. And it was mostly Sasa in my left ear telling me, which might be me. We don't know. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> it says, what does my soul want to tell me? You are beautiful, hope-filled, and whole and glorious. You're filled with light and ready to share it. You're spreading that light like seeds that are being sowed in you and in everyone around you. That's what I wrote. That's fantastic. Isn't that pretty? I wouldn't have written that if someone had said, oh, what does your soul want to tell you? And I just said, hmm. And I thought about it, but I didn't think about it. And back in the day when we all used to be in the room together, as well as just on Zoom, I used to do this at workshops. And in the last year, we did, I don't know, maybe six one-day events in different places around the world. And there were a good number of people in the room, like, you know, 300 or so that day. And whenever I announce this is what we're going to do, people either look excited, if they're already like, you know, in the club with this, horrified. <laughs> or mad at me. <laughs> the horrified ones are like, I can't do this. Yeah. Or the ones who are mad at me are like, you should be doing this. Yeah. I came here so that I you came, I paid you for this. Yeah. And yet the beauty of it is, I've never once had anyone who couldn't do it if they approached it in a very loose, easy way. Like see it as an imagination game. Don't get too yeah. attached to it. And the amount of people who start crying or feel overwhelmed, and even me, they, might, they just gave me a very supportive- Yeah, what did you write? I will write. They said, you are here for a purpose and it is growing every day. Can you feel the power? It is overwhelming to you lately and yet you are balancing and managing it beautifully. Then in capitals, this is not easy, Lee. And then no one on earth finds this easy. And the reason that's significant is I have felt overwhelmed lately. <laughs> like things are really growing and growing in all kinds of ways. Yeah. And I've definitely felt the part of me that feels like, whoa, this is new. This, this is, is a lot. So them telling me it's not easy is a good reminder to me that I'm doing the best I can, you know, rather yeah. than no. And they're empathetic. This. Yeah. They're like, it's not yeah. easy, honey. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do. Sweet. I feel better just for reading it. And you really nailed it, though, when you said we don't do this. And mm -hmm. so someone asking you to do it, that's why we all need each other to yeah. teach and heal each other, because we all hold space for each other in different ways. And so 
when I say to 300 people, you're going to do this and write this, they'll do it. But the trick is, will we remember that we could do this any day? And yeah. same for me. I, I also forget sometimes when I when this would be good for me. Yeah, that's great advice. And I want you to, t- if you're willing to share, you can post it on social media at the Language of Love pages on all the platforms, or you can go to languageoflovepod.com and you can email it into me. I'd love to read some of your your soul's messages. I think that would be so beautiful. And I'll share them with Lee too, if you want to see. I assume you want to see them. Yeah, please. So it starts with just being open and setting that intention, right? And asking for guidance and trying the automatic writing. And, and I guess you can ask any question, right? Not just what does my soul want to tell me? You can ask. You can. The more you get used to doing it, the more yeah. you can start asking rangier questions. But I have a really good friend who's currently trying to be more creative and she's trying to think her way through it. Yeah. She's trying to like get her head right before she creates. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. Your body the is the thing. biggest problem. <laughs> your body and how your body is going to feel when you create is your biggest hurdle. So what you have to do is create supportive conditions for your body and then just start creating and see oh. what happens. And it's the same with channel writing. The reason that we avoid it is it's going to change the way we feel. And the irony for us as human beings is we say we want change. But actually, we, we're usually very afraid of making changes because we like to keep things safe and comfortable. So channel writing opens you up to a part of yourself that you might feel like you're not ready for. Yeah. But the truth is, when you do it, you're like, oh, I feel okay. good. But it's yeah. just getting out. It's like, you know, you never regret working out, someone once told me, which has helped me many times when I have wanted to <laughs> talk myself out of doing it. I'm like, that's yeah. true. I've never done a workout and regretted it. No, but we often don't want to go to the gym. I've talked myself you, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get there, my therapist and I were just talking about that. And she was like, you know, obviously, we I believe that there's nothing wrong with your ego. Your ego is part of your personality. It's not this bad thing we want to get rid of. But the ego does not like change. And so what's happening, and I'm aware, and this is what I was talking to her about, because I have been resisting writing or doing any of the creative things that fill me up. I just don't want to do it. And then I say, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I got to go get a cup of coffee. I got to send this email first. I got, and she's like, that's just your ego, like being so resourceful and creative about not wanting to change, you know, and not wanting you to shift out of fear. You know what's funny about that? It's a great way to get jobs done that you've normally avoided. I know. When you give yourself like another job that's even more scary. It's like, oh. I get so much done. I clean off my desk. I do so many productive things. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much for just being here on the planet with all of us, much less sharing your wisdom waving your beautiful and I don't I mean I call it a freak flag because I know to a lot of people it's freaky but not to me and uh, bringing this frequency that you are into the world and I think it's so true right now what what the Z's have been telling you and what you've been also saying that you know this is what I wrote about in quantum love when I talk about our ability you know most of us myself included went through life just in training to everyone and everything else's frequency rather than really holding and setting our own and what happens when you do that just in your micro life, one's micro life, is that the other people around you, once you're holding that frequency and not matching everyone else's, the other people around you will start rising to match you or will automatically match you. But the clincher is that those who need to rise to match you, who are at a much lower frequency, it is a struggle 
to raise your frequency from a very low to high, because in order to do that, you have to face your shit. And so when people start struggling around you as you hold that frequency or making you wrong or demonizing you or flying into rages for some reason or whatever else, to me, that's like all a symptom that their unconscious energy system is trying to have them work through things, but it's, it's uncomfortable. And some people will rise to your frequency and some people won't. Most will, I find. And the ones who don't, by the time you realize that you're in such a good place that it's okay to let them go. But I think this is what's happening on a collective level, as you describe it, right? Like I, I was writing about it in relationships, but that's what's happening energetically in the world right now. There are so many people who have been living at a very low frequency and now are, are because of the collective energy being so much higher, they're having to rise and there's all kinds of shit coming out that they have to face in order to do that. Yeah. And if you look at the bottleneck that we currently have around leadership issues on the planet, yeah. Um, how often, and, and this was something that I remember thinking years ago, like how often do you look at the leaders of some of our systems and see heart-based connected energy coming out? You just, you, you just don't. And it's not always their fault. I mean, I've seen people go into those systems and lose their light and lose yeah. their soul. Oh yeah. It's hard system... to even get into that system and exactly. have a soul. How do you get so, to that point of being president, for instance, right. and still hold on to that? Yeah. So the reason I bring that up is I think often when we're talking about us as a people, we have to look at the whole that we're in, like the system that we've been raised in and what the system is designed to do. And the, the breaking point that we're at right now is the system that we have now will absolutely not ensure the survival of the human race. And if you, and you know, some people are like, that's okay. We've, we've had a good run, you know, and I'm kind of like, well, we're here temporarily anyway, but do we really want to be custodians of this time yeah. in, in that way? Or does something new need to start to happen? And we're seeing the kind of rising breaking point around that. So the other thing I'll just throw in because you brought it up and it's really important connection. There was a channel I did last month called Boundaries and Connection. It's a like a one hour recording from the Z's and they were talking about something they've always talked about, which is connection is our reason for being here. Mm -hmm. Our reason for existing is to connect to people, places, things and spirit. So if you think about it, it really helped me understand why for so many years when I was going through relationship changes or boundary issues, I was terrified to lose connection with certain mm -hmm. people. So I'd negotiate my way out of saying the thing I needed to say, yeah. or I'd modify my behavior, you know, for years and years and years. And then I realized, well, the, the fear of a change in a relationship status is the loss of connection. And the amnesia that we have in those moments is Whenever a vacuum appears around connection, someone else is going to come along and fill Absolutely. it for you. It's like if you're willing to break up in a relationship that you're very clear and sure is not the right relationship for you or for the other person, sure, you're going to go through grief. You're going to go through some loss. You're going to shift some of your wounds around. And whatever that relationship was playing out for you, it's then going to need to recalibrate in you before you meet the next person who will be hopefully an upgrade yes. on that and bring more in because you're fuller. So if it's the same the with changing relationships. First. You know, you have to do that healing first. I, I, you just like literally said in spiritual terms, what I'm always telling people when they break up, like take that time to integrate the lessons, to 
to heal yourself. You know, even if you were the one that did the breaking up or the leaving, there's a there's an integration that's supposed to happen so that you don't just repeat the same thing in a different flavor. And then you and I see it with my, you know, with the with my girlfriends or with the people, it seems to be a lot with women who I counsel to find love that they will, you know, get into one relationship and he's super controlling and then they do that healing and then they get into another relationship with a guy who's not at all controlling, but is totally flat emotionally. And then they were like, okay, I don't want that either. Got to heal that wound around emotional abandonment. And, And then they attract in the one that is emotionally available and empower, you know, but it's so interesting to see the evolution as we, you know, I've lived long enough and worked and been friends with people long enough <laughs> to see the evolution over several years. And now it feels like that's just happening on steroids for all of us in love, in life and everything. And I'm just so grateful that you're here as one of our guides. Thank you. Well, thank you for the beautiful message you sent me and for inviting me on the show. And hey, I, you know, I'm just grateful to be here. I mean, we're we're alive right now, which yes. which is it's kind of its own miracle. And so yes. as difficult as these times are in many different ways, I also feel I really feel the purposeful nature of them. And so if anyone listening or watching is really, really struggling, take care of yourself. Like, don't worry about the world situation. Don't worry about what you're not doing. Just identify, okay, I've been in grief or depression. So how can I figure out what I need to support myself through that? And then when you get through whatever it is that you're moving, you will get to a place where you will be able to go, actually, this is what I'm going to do in the world. And this is what I'm going to bring. And I think regards what you said about connection, Laura, there's a lot of us can all we can all get seduced by the fear based news cycle that we are that's inflicted upon us to only see destruction, disconnection, Mm -hmm. tumult, you know, kind of all the kind of uh, and actually, if you yourself are someone who is only focused on disconnection right now in life, Make a pact with yourself that you're going to walk towards connection. So even if you're focused on this awful breakup, then you can't get yourself off the floor. Just tell yourself, I will walk towards connecting with someone or some friends or some people. It might not be today. It might not be next right. week. But I'm just reminding myself. Setting that intention. This is not the only truth of my future life. This might be the dominant truth of my present life, but this will move. This will change and I'm going to have a different intention for my future. And I don't know how I'll get there, but just having it, writing it down, it's always good to write these things down on a piece of paper, stick them on your wall, and then you and the universe will cultivate the details together as time goes on. I love that. Thank you so much. I think a lot of people need to hear that right now. And so if you want to learn more about Lee Harris, you can go to LeeHarrisEnergy.com. It has his subscription stuff. You can find his YouTube videos. You can find his channeling. You can find his events. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can listen to the podcast, read the book. All of it can be found there, right? And I'm going to bother you to come on again at another time and maybe give us another update as we move through these crazy times. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you for all you're doing and thank you for having me. 